Have you struggled to get everything done? Have you looked for every trick to be more productive? How much do you really understand about how productivity really works? This is Crushing the Clock, a podcast where we explore the nature of productivity so you can actually get back your time and energy, making a difference in both your personal and professional lives. Many people find it difficult to be able to stay on track with their goals. A lot of people seem to find it challenging as task after task arises, whether it's directly related to that goal or just some other aspect of life that tends to deviate our focus. But we know it's not impossible to overcome these additional tasks and challenges. Several argue that it would always start with small steps. One lifesaver could be working on a to-do list. Although routines like this would definitely demand consistency, which is another obstacle itself to be able to get things done. Today, we're joined by Nikki Condrat Everlin. She's a certified life coach, whether it's happiness, money, relationships, health, or it could even be mental or physical health. It could also be career goals. She joins the podcast to be able to talk about how people can be able to build better habits to be able to reach their goals. Now, specifically creating small habits to reach one's own personal or professional goals. And so we're going to look at some of these small habits that we can implement into our lives to be able to reclaim our schedule. So I would say naturally I am a go-getter and an achiever. So that's natural for me. But when I was younger back, I would say around 16, I had to become self-sufficient. So I had to grow up and get a job and pay my own bills, that sort of thing. So I had to start kind of working or finding ways to make myself better and to figure out how to build the life that I wanted and to continuously take action. So it was more like problem solving for my own life. So that kind of like started the whole process. And then I really got into like the personal habits or personal development aspect, making myself a better person, finding the right career for myself, you know, all those different aspects. You know, there's a lot of moving pieces in your 20s. So kind of, you know, being a problem solver and action taker with those aspects. Yeah, I I think there's a lot of us that we have those moments in our life and maybe it's like a single moment or maybe it's something that spans where you see a progression and usually it's a progression but yeah to be able to see that and so like some major movements like oh i got kids now so now i need to like reevaluate how i'm doing things or prioritize things and different things like that so i was just curious about that for yourself yeah so as we get into this topic here about building small habits what would be first of all the benefits that you have seen and the clients that you work with as far as helping them be able to build those small habits in their life? I mean, there's so many benefits to building smaller habits. I think the biggest benefit to starting small is you make it so easy that you can't say no. It's just a simple, small habit that's easy. There's no pressure or strain for you to like complete this like massive goal or something of that nature. But depending on like, the purpose of why you're building that small habit, which is productivity in this aspect, like it improves your quality of a life. It lowers your stress levels. It helps you focus more. You know, you kind of have a greater sense of joy with what you do and you have more self-confidence because when you're productive, you're focused and you're able to take on different things, that sort of aspect. Yeah, definitely. Now, one thing that comes to my mind, and I know sometimes I struggle with this is 
I look at the idea of small habits. I understand that it, the benefit of it, but sometimes I look at it and it's like, that's so small. Is it really going to make a difference? Have you encountered that with people that you've worked with? Yeah, definitely. Because we all want that instant gratification. Of course, we want to snap our finger and then, you know, reach that goal. And sometimes when we look at building smaller habits, we're like, well, that's too simple. Like, I don't have enough motivation or willpower behind that to do just a small aspect but that's where it really starts because a perfect example of that is you know we start a small habit or we think of a small habit and then we think like oh well it's not that big of a deal it's not a big habit you don't take it seriously let's start there and when you don't take it seriously you don't follow through on those things so you just kind of like push it off to the wayside and then a couple days pass, maybe a couple weeks pass. And then of course you, you aren't even building the habits because you didn't take it seriously. So when you think about it, if you started working with those small habits a couple weeks ago, you could have started building better habits or bigger habits already. If you took that seriously. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I agree with that. And thinking about like the people that you've worked with, maybe there's some examples of what are some of the small habits that you've seen that make the biggest impact overall? I say the small habits that make the biggest impact is showing up and planning your weeks out for whatever goal that might be. So for me, an important aspect with my coaching and the work that I do is I meet weekly with my clients. And that's because we always sit down once a week and we focus on those important things. It could be like weight loss or drinking less alcohol or even smoking less cigarettes. So we start with small habits and figure out maybe trigger points, what's going on in your head, all that kind of stuff. And then we just take small parts of the day. And that could be like not spending five minutes in the morning to plan out your day to be more productive or saying no to that afternoon cocktail and going to do something else. There's so many variables and moving aspects depending on like what the goals that the individual has. but really condensing it down like an example would be if you want to do 25 push-ups and you can't even do one right now we're going to start with two and that's what we're going to focus on for that week and then we'll come back again the second week and then we'll start with three and then we'll come back the next week and if you're feeling really good maybe we'll bump up to five you know it takes time to get those things rolling yeah another thought i just thought of when you were mentioning that about doing push-ups me personally i struggle with that because i injured my shoulder back i think i was like 19 and so sometimes i struggle with being able to do that so when i'm doing a push-up i put that stress on my shoulder that i mean it causes pain obviously but then it restricts me from being able to do that and so but i can do some modifications of that as well so if there's someone that's struggling whether they have an injury or they're just don't have the muscle development there could be maybe some modifications made at those early stages to help get them to where okay now they can do like a full regular one push-up and then build from there too yeah definitely there's always modifications and no matter what where you start whether it's with like an extreme modification or maybe you could do one push-up you start from there whatever goal it might be you have to take it seriously even though it may not be that big of a deal or like if you do a modification of a push-up from like a box or a table and you may think like oh that's not that big of a deal but it is because that's how you build the muscle to get stronger and to reach that goal and to become more productive yeah definitely very good i really like the whole premise and so there's a bunch of books that have been created that talk about building habits and specifically small habits i know one that i have that i like is i actually just finished reading it yesterday the small habits revolution by damien Sahares. okay that's a really good one 
And it talks about 10 steps to transforming your life through the power of many habits. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Okay. So some of the other things I know that I've seen from you, it says reclaim your schedule, being able to find more time. I think that's one of the struggles too. And I think that kind of fits in with having small habits. It's easier to be able to fit smaller habits into your schedule, but maybe there's still the person that's like, man, I'm just so busy. I can't do blank. So how can someone be able to find more time and be able to reclaim their schedule and make time for some of these new habits? Yeah. So, you know, if you, what you said, like, if you don't have time to do blank, then what do you have time to do? Like, think of it from that aspect or switch your thoughts around from, I don't have time to what do I have time to do? We all have the same time of the day is how you decide to use that time. That's where, you know, the difference lies between me not having time and you not having time. So reclaiming your schedule, you first, you have to find 30 minutes in your schedule once a week, at least to show up for yourself. Because the biggest part is making that time to figure out how you can become more productive. And then you start gaining more time, basically. So if you want to show up for 30 minutes for yourself once a week, work out your schedule, read a book about time management, whatever it might be, but you have that 30 minutes to better yourself to reclaim your schedule. And then you start finding other actionable items during that time frame. Yeah, that makes sense. And I would think that 30 minutes a week should be something that's reasonable. Do you think yeah. it's beneficial to try to get that 30 minutes all at once? Or it's like, hey, I'm really struggling. Maybe I can get like 10 minutes three times a week. Or do you think it makes a difference? I would say it makes a slight difference. But if you are somebody that is really not good with your schedule or something that you really struggle with, you don't have time, all of that. Yeah, break it down into three days, 10 minutes a day where you can at least practice working on some sort of productivity, some sort of like efficiency in your schedule or learning something new during that time frame so you can use that. And of course, like I said, you can start adding more time as things get easier and easier. But whatever skill it is, it's going to be hard at first. So those 10 minutes, three days a week is going to be difficult for you, but just know that it is going to get easier. You just have to dedicate that time first. That's the biggest step. Yeah. One of the things that I've heard, and I've heard a lot of people talk about time blocking, and that's kind of what yeah. this is, but then not just setting the time, but then protecting that time, making sure that yeah. you don't schedule over that. So what are some things that people yeah. can do to be able to make sure that they don't do that? Because it's easy to hold an appointment that you make with somebody else, whether it's a doctor or a friend or something yeah. like that. But an appointment for yourself, it's easy to break because we come up with excuses. Yeah. So what do you think would help people to be able to keep those time blocks and protect those? I would say there's a couple different ideas that I'm thinking about, but one of them is find a time that works for you. So for example, for me, I'm a morning person. So I get up early, I have my quiet time. That would be a good time for me to just spend 10 minutes that day and figure out what's going on. And that's essentially what I do, except on a daily basis because I've built up that habit, that skill. If you're an evening person, do that in the evenings. If you wanna do it on your lunch break, find time to do that, whatever works for you. When it comes to setting that boundary around yourself and making sure that you stick to that quote unquote appointment, you have to have non-negotiables and kind of understand what's really important to you. So it is a non-negotiable for me to show up for myself and make sure I'm organized. That's something that's really important to me. 
It helps me be more focused. It helps me be more effective with my time, that sort of stuff. So why is it so important for you to do this? And what are you going to gain from taking this time, 10 minutes a day, to make sure that you become more productive or become more efficient? And you really have to keep that in the forefront of your head, you know, like spend two minutes writing that stuff down, just list out whatever comes to your mind and remember those reasons during the weeks, during the days when you kind of lack the motivation. That's where the willpower comes into play. And like you have to kind of sometimes force yourself to do these things, whether you want to or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can definitely identify with some of those struggles to be able to find that. And so I've even gone to where I use Google Calendar a lot. And there was a while that I was really good at following what I put in my calendar. Um, mm -hmm. But there's other times and in, in here lately, it's gotten back to it towards like I put it on my calendar, but then I let it slip because I'm not actually looking at my calendar, first of all, or yeah. I look at it. And in my head at that moment, I justify why something else might be more important as opposed to what I said was important when I put it on my calendar. Mm -hmm. So I need to work on that myself. And so part of that is we homeschool our kids. And so sometimes okay. it's like, oh, we gotta, we gotta make sure to do, I need to follow up on how they're doing under schoolwork and make sure they're getting their tests and quizzes in a timely fashion. And so it's like, oh, well, we have plenty of time to be able to do this week. And so I push it off. And so instead of doing something yeah. on Monday, it's Friday, but then it just not only makes it more difficult on myself, but then it makes it difficult on my kids because now they're having to retain information for one test while they're working on other material. And that's not always easy and it makes it more difficult for them. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And, you know, a basic question, like, I know it's kind of a little bit different when it comes to kids, which makes it harder, but like, is this more important than me? Like you can ask yourself if you're kind of debating like what needs to happen, like scheduling this meeting with your boss when you have other times in the day to schedule it. Like, is that meeting with your boss more important than prioritizing yourself? And if the answer is no, then great. Keep your event, keep it scheduled to focus on yourself during that time frame. But if that meeting is like life or death situation, then yeah, that might be more important, but you have to I feel like when you create new habits, you kind of have to be really strict with yourself and have black and white, you know, like you have to make sure that you show up and you do this thing and you do it at that time and you always do at that time. But once you start to build that habit, you can have that gray area where you can ask yourself those questions about like what's more important at that time. And if you want to switch times or move your schedule around that, you actually commit to that and follow through on that. Yeah, very good. So I remember the book that I was trying to think of earlier, and oh, <laughs> that was Atomic Habits by James Clear. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah, and so he talks about the same idea there of creating those small micro habits, and he goes into all the science of yeah. like how habits work and why changing one little small thing can be able to help do that. And you kind of replace one habit with another habit or just kind of slide something in between yes. there to be able to do that. So that would be a good resource for people as well. Yeah. Another tip that I thought about when you just said that is like habit stacking. And this is something that you could use with already existing things you have going on. So if it's hard for you to show up 10 minutes for yourself to figure out what's going on or to kind of figure out your schedule, whatever it might be, attach that to some other habit that you have going on. For example, if you want to floss your teeth, you're going to do that after you brush your teeth. So in the mornings when you brush your teeth, you know that you're going to start building that habit of flossing. Same concept when it comes to figuring out your schedule or any other goals or small habits that you have. 
Yeah, and probably something to aid getting into that habit. Because I mean, you can, I mean, sometimes you think about it when you're not brushing your teeth, but that doesn't help in the situation. But maybe like put the floss right next to, make sure that the floss is right next to your toothbrush and toothpaste. So there's a visual reminder when it comes to that point as well. Absolutely. And even like when it comes to visual reminders, like post-it notes, I put post-it notes in my house sometimes. (laughs) It may sound silly, but you got to do what works for you, right? (laughs) Yep, I got posted notes like my- <laughs> <laughs> all over here to help remind me about stuff. Yeah, yeah, that looks like my computer too. And I do that. I put some on my fridge or my mirror in the bathroom or something of that nature. And if it helps, it helps. Who cares if it sounds silly or stupid? <laughs> and personally, talking about this, uh, I like the little mini post-it notes. I mean, like the normal ones oh, are like yeah. three by three. These are like two by two or one and a half by one and a half or something like that. So they're smaller. So you can, you can like literally just put like one little thing on there. If you need bigger reminders, you can, but usually these are just like supposed to be like little cues to help remind you about stuff. And so they're easier because they're smaller and things like that Mm -hmm. and get the multicolor so they can stand out and whatever you can go crazy with color coding stuff if you want. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. So I like that. Let's see. Is there anything else that you have noticed working with your clients or maybe something personally with yourself as far as like being able to create these small habits, any other obstacles that you've seen that maybe there's a tip that you have to overcome that? I would say one thing, well, actually two things. One of them is understanding like your triggers, what's going to throw you off balance from accomplishing whatever you need to accomplish, whether it's a certain time, location, your state of mind, people, all that kind of stuff. So really understanding what's going on and what could prevent you from following through on that thing helps you. So you know what's going to happen if something is to happen and you can kind of overcome that. So that's one aspect. Another aspect is rewarding yourself, like give yourself credit for showing up and doing the work. It doesn't matter how big or small, but naturally our brains want to discredit everything, right? Because we're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. I just showed up and did two push-ups. Big whoop. But you're showing up and you're doing the work and you're going to see that over a consistent time period, how much it benefits you. So rewarding yourself can be, you know, telling yourself you did a good job. It could be getting a nice lunch, treat yourself or, you know, whatever it might be, but just give yourself credit. It's hard to do. I know, but (laughs) it is an important aspect to keep yourself motivated and feel good so you can keep on moving forward. Well, very good. All right. Well, I appreciate all the things that you've shared and I want people to be able to find you and how to get a hold of you. So what would be the best way for people to do that? Yeah. Best way to get a hold of me would either be through Facebook or Instagram. That's Unleashed Leadership. Also on LinkedIn as my name, Nikki Comrade Eberlin. Feel free to give me a follow or send me a message. We can connect in that aspect. Well, very good. Thank you very much for your time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Make sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast in your podcast player of choice so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions or comments or you want more productivity resources, visit crushingtheclock.com. I would love to hear from you. And I'll catch you on the next episode of Crushing the Clock.